Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on, good people? Pastor Lamarcus here with another episode of Own Your Mark. So excited to be coming to you today, opening up a new uh, series that we're going to be talking about uh, over the next few weeks, talking about contending for your joy, contending for your joy. That means, good people, that it will be a battle. You're going to have to fight to maintain your joy. But don't worry, throughout these next couple of weeks, uh, we're going to be laying out some very practical things, some very informational things to help you uh, fight for that joy. And I got good news for you this morning because, man, I know sometimes you think, golly, I got so much other stuff that I'm fighting for and that I'm fighting with and so many other battles that I'm going through, so many things that pop up from here and there. How do I add another thing to my plate to fight for? And that's the beauty of this upcoming series. When we talk about contending for joy, what we mean is there are going to be some things you're going to have to stop fighting for. There are going to be some things you got to kick off your plate. There are going to be some things that you got to reorganize and reprioritize because a lot of times the things that are stealing our joy are things that we are putting energy and effort into that we have no business putting energy and effort into. So when we talk about this idea of fighting for and contending for your joy, much of that is going to be about being uh, cognitive and, and, and really paying attention to what's going on around you and in your life on a regular basis and figuring out those things that have, have leached on to you, that have kind of jumped on to uh, your to-do list that have no business being on your to-do list, things that are leaching on to you that has, has no business sucking life from you. We're going to be figuring out how to kind of unravel those things and get those things out of the way so that uh, you can actually walk in the joy that you have always that you were always supposed to have. But yes, we're going to have to contend for it. We're going to have to be um, smart about what we're doing. We're going to have to be um, in tune with what's going on around us to really uh, contend for this joy. So so I'm really I'm really excited about opening up this this series and and I want to give just a little bit of an example. I know perhaps parents can can kind of understand uh this example I'm I'm getting ready to give as it relates to contending for your joy, but as I give this example, I want us to ex, uh to ex, extrapolate it to our actual life. Um you know, I'm a father of three boys and I have two uh two godsons and man it's just so really cool uh to watch them grow up and my wife and I just took our oldest off to college uh, a few weeks ago, and we have a high schooler playing uh, football and a, a middle schooler, eighth grader playing football. And those guys are uh, active and, you know, they're they're good students and all of those things. Um, but every now and then you, you, you we kind of walk in and we interact with them and they're struggling with some man, what's going on? And you can just see that there's just not this I this this joy is not. Uh, just kind of exuding from them. And as parents, you get frustrated. Like, wait a minute, what what in the world is going on? What, what do you have to be sad about? What what do you have to be frustrated about? How is it that you're not the most joyous person on the planet? You don't have no bills. You don't have uh, any real issues. Everything is taken care of. You can come and got like, things are so great for you. What do you mean you don't have joy? What's going on here? Um, and I think it's so important 
for us as parents to understand and realize that they have things that crowd out their joy too. And, and sometimes as parents, it's easier for us to see it in them because as we look at them, we're like, wait, you know, what, what do you mean you're frustrated about that? Where, where did that come from? How did that get on your plate? Where did that pop up from? And we're seeing these in our eyes, what, what seem to be minor issues that are kind of crowding in on their little lives and pushing their joy out. Um, and then we, you know, of course we can try to go in and help them. Hey man, you don't need to worry about that. Hey, but this, this, that's not that big a deal. Don't, don't let that bother you. Hey, if you're, if you're, you know, feeling stressed about a test, that's a simple thing, man. Just, just go study or, you know, we give them all these little, these little small antidotes and these little things to, to help them overcome whatever they're dealing with so that they can maintain their joy. And really without even knowing it, what we're doing is we're teaching them to fight, to contend for their joy. But I want us to extrapolate that because it's not, um, it wouldn't be correct for us to kind of pass off what they're dealing with as nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell people all the time their their issues are smaller than ours, but they're supposed to be their kids. They're younger. Um, but, but to them, to their little hearts, it's a big deal. So as we're teaching them to fight and contend for their joy, we got to learn to do the same. And, and when we start to look at our lives, we're walking around, we can get so caught up in the hustle and bustle of the day. Things get so crazy and, and so frantic and so much stress and anxiety. I got to get this done. I got to get that done. Oh, that popped up. Oh, this popped up. Oh, man, here's, you know, we had the issue with, with the tire, all oh, the, the car. Oh, man, this is going on. In the house. Like so many different things are popping up. And those are just normal things that happen in the course of living. And, and they're actually not that big of a problem. The problem becomes when we have all the other things that are crowding us in and, and are, are lumped on our shoulders or are placed on our plate so that the normal things that are just part of everyday living, when those things, things pop up, then we don't even we don't know what to do with them. We don't know how to handle them. They become too heavy. We, we've all heard of the saying that was a straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, and I think sometimes we think, yeah, man, poor camel was overloaded. He couldn't couldn't handle that one more straw. And, and if we really stop and think about it, no, no, we've we've misunderstood that. The straw that broke the camel's back was never supposed to break the camel's back. That straw is not that big a deal. That straw on its own is very manageable, very easy to handle. I'll go a step further and say that's the straw that should have been on the camel's back. What broke the camel's back was all the other stuff that should not have been on the camel's back. That's what broke the camel's back. And if we get all that straw off, then the straw that's supposed to be on there will be easily handled and easily managed by the camel. And I think we got to get to that point to where we understand that um, if we think of it in a tech sense, if we think of it with uh, computers, there are all these tasks that we want our computers to do. We want if you know, if we're if we're writing a paper or something, we want the word processor up if we're. Um, keeping books or, or doing numbers. We want the spreadsheet uh, to be able to handle what it's supposed to handle. Uh, if we're making a slide presentation, we want the PowerPoint or the slide presentation to do what it's supposed to do. And and on the surface, we can actually be doing those things. The computer is actually really good at managing those things. But all of a sudden, you're, you're in the middle of writing your paper and you're doing your PowerPoint uh, presentation at the same time. Uh, and then you're you're, you're, you're doing some numbers and you're switching back and forth from this screen to that screen to that screen. And all of a sudden the computer crashes. You're like, wait a minute, what is going on? And, and the computer's like, Hey, Hey man, I'm sorry. You're, you're doing too many tasks. And you think to yourself, but, but you should be able 
to manage a word processor. You should be able to manage a slide presentation. You should be able to manage um, a spreadsheet. What? Well, why is that too much for you, computer? If if we can uh, personify the computer here for a minute, why is that too much? And and if you ask, and if the computer could talk back to you, the computer would say. Oh, no, I'm completely fine doing those things. But there are a hundred things running in the background that you are unaware of that's preventing me from doing this task well. So, so if you would just open up the browser and just click the X button and, and close out the 30 browsers you have on, if you'll just pull up the apps and, and, and clear out the apps that are working in the background that you don't need to be working right now, if you'll just pull up these programs that are no longer useful, but that are pulling bandwidth, that are pulling battery, that are pulling energy, if you'll shut that stuff down, then all of a sudden I'll be able to handle the things you need me to handle, people of God. This is true in our life. We have so many things running in the background. We have so many things taking bandwidth from us. We have so many things taking energy and effort and, and it's causing us all this extra stress so that the regular normal things that we're supposed to be able to do and do well and do with joy. We find ourselves having a hard time doing that. So this entire series, man, we're going to be looking at unraveling those things so that we can do the things that we're supposed to be doing with joy so that we can live the life we're supposed to be able to live with joy so that we can maintain the, the hiccups and things that come at us that we're not even expecting and even do that with joy because we're not so weighted down. We're not so overwhelmed. We're not so um pulled in so many different directions that all of a sudden we find ourselves being caught up in what's happening around us instead of doing the things that we are meant to do, that we are called to do. Uh, and then we find ourselves not being able to walk and enjoy. So that's what we're going to do, man. And, uh, and I just pray that it'll be a blessing to you. The first thing I want to do today before I get into uh, just kind of the, the uh, thoughts that I want to share for today uh, it's kind of tell you where we're going to be going uh, on this whole idea of contending for our joy and fighting for our joy. And the first thing, uh, I just want to give you a few things that we're going to be dispelling over these uh, these next few weeks. To, just, just some things we're going to try and get out of the way. The, the first thing, and this is big, this is really, really, really big. And I think if we grasp this one, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this one uh, momentarily. But if we grasp this one, we'll be well on our way to maintaining our joy in every situation. And it is this. Joy is not a feeling. It is a decision. Joy, not a feeling. It is a decision. I'm going to come back and talk a little bit more about that one today here in a moment. I want to give you a couple of other ones that we're going to be looking at throughout uh, these next few weeks. Joy is not rooted in the situation and circumstances around you, but instead joy is rooted in the truth. Joy is not rooted in what's happening or what's going on around us. Joy is rooted in a factual truth about a situation or about a circumstance. In other words, and I don't want to talk because that's going to be the next podcast. I don't go too deep into it. But in other words, there can be something going on. But but what's going to be the truth of the matter? What's going to be the outcome of the matter? Who's in control of the matter? That's what we're going to root our joy in. Not what we find ourselves currently dealing with, but where we know we're going. It's the whole idea of being in the car. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? That's frustrating, but we got somewhere we're going, right? And that's what I'm fixated on. That's what I'm focused on. So joy is not rooted in the situation or circumstances, but it is rooted in the truth. The other thing is this, um, and, and this is the whole idea that we're talking about. Joy is not something that's easily attained. It's something that's fought for. Now, I, I want to be careful because I just told you that that is not a feeling 
it's a decision. But what I mean here is there are constant, it's not something that you walk in on autopilot. Let me say it that way. Joy is not something that you're just going to naturally be. You know, you have people you say, oh, they're just naturally joyful. They're just, oh, they're so exuberant. They have such, no, 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 man. You'd be so surprised that a lot of times that that, that is the facade or the face because of all the things that they're dealing with. And that's not, that's not across the board. That's not true for everybody. There are people who are, uh, just have a, a natural, uh, happy or joyous disposition, but, but I want to make sure that we're not utilizing that to say that it's just something that that just happens no for people who are truly joyful that is something that they are fighting for they have set up some structures and things in their life to make sure that they can wake up with that they've made a decision that they're going to behave a certain way despite the situation and the circumstances and i need us to understand that joy is not something that is an autopilot type of thing it is something that you're going to have to wake up regularly every day every morning and declare today i'm going to be joyous i'm making the decision to have joy i see the problem in front of me i'm making the decision to have joy so we have to make sure that last thing uh, and there, there may be a few more we add as we go. Um, joy is not about the smile on your face, but it's about the condition of your heart. And that's going to be a big one, man. We're going to really dive in deep on that. It's, it's not about the smile on your face, but it's about the condition of your heart. I can put on a happy face. I uh, Let me be careful. I, I, we're going to teach it later. But, but, but if I paint a smile on my face, and I walk around with a smile on my face. If I paint my eyebrows pointing up so it looks like I'm 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 gleeful. If if I paint my face in such a way that makes it seem that I'm always happy or that I'm always joyous when in fact the condition of my heart is not. Do you know what that makes me? I'm not going to say it makes me a liar. What I, what I was about to say is it makes me a clown. If I paint my face to project a certain thing that's not actually true, that just makes me a clown, man. And that's not always true. And I want to make sure that we're not walking around in this world, in this life with this pretend paint on our face like something is one way when it's another. No, joy is not about what you see on our face. If I have the right heart of joy, will you see it on my face? Absolutely. That's not the point. The point I'm making is you can smile and still not have joy as a condition of your heart. So we want to make sure we want to make sure that the condition of our heart is such that we are joyful so that that joy comes out in every aspect of our life. So that's what we're going to be dealing with uh, throughout the, the next few weeks. And man, we're going to really be diving in because I believe God would have it such that we have joy. I believe he would have it that we be a joyful people and that joy uh, ruminates from us everywhere we go when we're out uh, at the grocery store, when we're driving in the car, that there's just something about our joy. We're going to talk about that, why that's so important here. I, I want to use for uh, just a topic of thought for us today. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says, the, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Uh, if you're familiar with the book of Nehemiah, you understand he was really downcast and frustrated about the conditions of the walls in uh, Jerusalem. And as he was um, uh, actually in captivity, he was working as the cupbearer for the king. And you're not supposed to go into the presence of the king uh, with your countenance down. And, and he did that. The king was so thrown off by it because apparently this is unusual for Nehemiah to, to be someone who is down. Wait a minute. What's going on with you? Uh, Nehemiah, he explains to the king that it had been brought to his attention, the condition of his homeland, and it, it troubled him, it bothered him. And 
the king gave him resources and permission to go and rebuild the walls. And he's done just that. He had a lot of opposition. He had a lot of things that came against him. But in some 52 days, he was able to rebuild the walls and hang the gates and all of that good stuff. And then after that, they're they're kind of restructuring and reorganizing uh, things within the city as they have put things back together. And and as Nehemiah is getting together with with Ezra and, and the Levites and they're they're reading the word and, and they're reteaching the people they're giving them the word of God and all of that the Bible says that that the people began to weep it was a heavy sensation it's like wait a minute all right we're, we're, we're being exposed to the word of God here now we're seeing some stuff on our lives and this is difficult Nehemiah's like no 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 no, man don't hold on for a minute you need to understand something the, the word of God the instructions of the Lord the laws of God is not to wait you it is to release you the, the, the laws and the instructions and the weight that you're feeling from God, this is to help you understand not a, not a situation or a circumstance to imprison you, but instead to set you free. So, so don't misunderstand what's going on here. No, no, no. See what the word of God is and, and lend yourself to it. Go into it. Give yourself to it and watch how it released the shackles that are on you. So, so he says this. And he says, no, go back to your homes, eat, drink, be merry. This is a great thing. This is an awesome thing. This is uh, a joyous thing. Let this joy of the Lord be your strength. Be be excited about what's going on. And, and I begin to, to look at that and I'm like, okay, I, I see what's going on here. Um, this, this joy that we're dealing with is not based on what's happening around us. Nehemiah seems to be indicating here that, no, no, I know how you feel in this moment. I understand that we we have a process, we have a pathway that we're going on, but we don't wait till we get to our destination to walk in this joy. No, you make a decision right now. Go home, fix you something to eat, refresh yourself, get yourself together for this journey that we're about to go on now that we have this new information and make a decision to have joy. What well, what is that decision rooted in, Nehemiah? The Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. That's what's going to 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 gird you up and, and to root you. So so here's here's a major point that that I need you to understand. Um, your joy is not in something, but because of something. Let me say that again. Your joy is not in something, but because of something. Let let, let me let me say it a different way. If your joy is in something, then you need that stuff to be happening. You need those things to be good. You need that stuff to be operating properly around you. But if your joy is because of something, then there, oh man, if it's in something, then then it's, it's almost like it's an internal thing where uh, you have to be in it now and it has to be working well and it has to be going well. But if it's because of something, if it's external, if it's out there, it's because of something that someone else has done, i.e. God. If it's something that has been done on your behalf, i.e. what God is doing for us. Now, all of a sudden, your joy is because of the things that has happened. And that's what really Nehemiah is getting here. You should have joy not because of the situation you're in, not, not because of the situation you're in. You should have joy because of what's being done for you, because of the strength of the Lord, because of the might of God on our side. So we have to really be careful with that because a lot of times what we'll find is that our situation and our circumstances will dictate our joy. But when our situation and our circumstances dictate our joy, it ceases to be joy.
because joy is not based on situations and circumstances. That is better described as happiness. I am happy when the happenings around me are good. I am unhappy when the happenings around me are bad. So the situation I am in will determine if I am happy or not. And what God is saying is, no, 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 no. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It is because of who I am and because of what I've done and because of the might I have and because I call you my very own and because I call you a friend and because I am your father and because you are my child and because I love, then all of a sudden you say, oh yeah, this joy that I have. All my pastor used to say it like that, this joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me. The world can't take it away. In other words, this joy I have is not in the world and it's not because of the world. This joy I have is because of who God is and what he's done on my behalf. Now I have joy and I can walk in that. That's what we have to get to. So, so three things that I want to share briefly here about how we contend for this joy, how we contend for it. the first thing, the first thing we need to do, how, the, the first thing we need to do to make sure that the joy of the Lord is our strength is we need to lean on the might of God. We need to lean on the strength of our father. We need to lean on that. We need to study God, go back and look at his wonders, go back and look at how great and how awesome and how mighty he is. Go back and look at a God who is so strong and so big that he existed before there was existence. He existed before there was existence. He called all things into being when there was nothing to be. He himself made everything out of nothing. He spoke by the power and might of his word. This is a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. Go and learn and study of the might of God. Yes, you can look in the Bible and see the wonders that our God has done, but you don't even have to go that far. Go outside and ask yourself, how in the world are we standing on a round planet where I'm actually leaning to the side, but I don't fall off? God has created gravity to hold us to the earth that we stand on. How in the world is the earth out here in orbit? How is the sun shining way out there uh, in, in space? And, and how is it just the right amount of distance from the earth that it warms the earth without burning it up and that it doesn't allow that it that it doesn't uh, allow the the earth to freeze over because it's not too far. just start looking and think, man, look at the strength and might of our God. Learn of his might, learn and witness his power. Look at your own life and all the things that, that he's done for you. The, the first thing we need to do, the first thing we need to do to allow the joy of the Lord to be our strength is to recognize how strong our God is. Lean, excuse me, learn of the might of God. The second thing we need to do to contend for joy and to allow the joy of the Lord to be our strength is to lean on the might of God, learn about the might of God, and then lean on that. Look at, learn about how big, how strong, how powerful your God is, and then lean on it. Man, look, man, man my, 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 my daddy got it. He going to take care of it. I, I don't need to let the circumstance or the situation change my joy because the circumstance in the situation does not detract from the power of my God. So I'm not going to get bogged down into what I feel right now into, and into what I'm in right now because I know who my God is. I know the strength and I'm going to lean on that. I'm going to lean on it as I am. 
walking in the way he has called me to walk, as I am doing the things that he's called me to do, as I am living the life that he's called me to live, yes, it's going to get dark from time to time. It's going to get rocky from time to time. It may be some things that I didn't think I was going to encounter along the way, but none of that stuff surprised God. So that must mean he is orchestrating and taking care of everything. So I don't have to be strong enough for something that's too strong for me. I just have to lean on the strength and might of my God. So I never have to have my joy interrupted because of what I'm currently dealing with, because my joy is not based on my strength. If it was, I'd never have any joy. My joy is based on the strength of the Lord. The joy of my, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I, I am strong in him. I am leaning on his might. So I rely on him and I realize that it's not my strength that brought me. It's his strength that brought me so I can maintain my joy. I can keep my joy. So learn how strong God is. Lean on the strength of God and then lend, lend the realization of the strength of God. What, what do I mean by that? Lend it out to people. There are so many people around us that are sinking in sadness, sinking uh, in, in stress, sinking in anxiety because they have loaded themselves up with all the things of the world that God never intended them to load themselves with. The Bible tells us to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. And then the Bible tells us that we need to love people so much that, that we bear up under their weight with them. Now, now, wait a minute. Now, you just told me to cast my weight. You just told me to cast my cares. Now, you're telling me to load myself down with somebody else, else's cares? No, that's not what I'm telling you at all. And I don't believe that's what the Bible is telling us. What the Bible is telling us is that we are to be so free and so joyous because we've cast our cares to God that we can now come and lend a hand to somebody else and help them cast their cares. We don't, we don't get up under their weight. We don't bear up under their burdens to stay up under their burdens. We bear up under their burdens to help them cast those burdens unto the Lord so that they can realize his strength and his might. And so that, that, that their joy uh, now can be in the Lord because of his strength and because of his might. So we walk around so joyous that people look at us and be like, wait a minute, you're in the same situation we're in. You live in this same uh, country that we live in with this crazy political climate. You live in the same, uh, you're in the same job that I'm in with everything that we, we don't even know if we're going to have a job tomorrow. You, you drive on these same roads that I drive. How is it that we're in the same situation and the same circumstance and you still have joy? Yeah, because the joy that I have. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Listen, we have to lend this joy to others. We have to lend it because we understand how strong and how mighty our God is and that the joy that's on the inside of us begins to spill out onto them because we recognize and we rest in, in the joy of the Lord. And so we allow and help somebody else to rest in that joy too. We have to be a witness. How are you so calm? How are you so relaxed? How do you maintain your joy? Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. I have joy in him. I have joy, excuse me let, let me, let me say it the way I've been teaching it. I have joy because of him. I don't have joy in this job. I don't have joy in this situation. Yes, I'm so thankful that because of this job, I'm able to pay my bills. But the truth is, it's not because of this job, I'm able to pay my bills. It's the job that God is using to source me so that I'm able 
to pay my bills. But I want to be clear. My joy is because of him, because of the might he has, because of the strength he has. So I've learned how strong he is. I lean on his might. And now let me lend that joy to somebody who don't know about it. Because our God is that good. Our joy is based in a God, is sourced from a God. It's because of a God who loves us so, so much that he didn't even spare his own son, but freely gave him up that we might have life. That is joy inducing. I get to live not because of my might, not because of what I've done. I don't have enough to pay the debt, but my God loves me so much that he paid it on my behalf. I can have joy because of that truth, because of those facts, because he's done so much for me and because he's mighty. There's a song that says, Lord, you're mighty. Well, where, where's, your, where's your joy? Why do you have so much joy? Because my God is mighty. He is awesome. He can move mountains, keep me in the valley, hide me from the rain. I have joy because now the things around me and the circumstances and situations around me are not actually what's dictating things for me. God is my is what's dictating things for me. He's what's leading me. And he's going to use these things around me to place me and put me and bless me exactly the way he intends to because he's strong and his, he's mighty. And I take joy because of that, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I fight for that joy. I'm not going to let the situations change my mind. I'm not going to let the news I got change my mind. I'm not going to let what I see on a regular basis change my mind. I'm going to fight to stay in that joy with God because of all that he's done. I'm telling you, people of God, when we get to that point, when we contend in that manner, we'll be able to walk in a type of joy that blows away stress. We'll be able to walk in a type of joy that expels anxiety. We'll be able to walk in a type of joy that picks us up when we feel down. We'll be able to walk in a type of joy that keeps our home a peaceful place. We'll be able to walk in a type of joy that changes the atmosphere on the job. We'll be able to walk in the type of joy that is so big and so strong and so pervasive that everybody around us, when they, they'll want to get around us because they'll want some of that joy. And that, my friends, what God is calling us to do. That's how we become a witness to the world that this joy comes from God. It becomes, it comes from the strength and the might of our God. So we need to contend for it, learn about how strong God is, lean on the might of our God, lend that joy and that strength of God out to others so that they might walk in that joy as well. And when we do that, we'll be contending for joy in such a way that all we do and everywhere we go, we do it with joy. Listen, man, I believe and pray Something has been said today that'll be a blessing to you. Uh, and if it is, man, if it is, let other people know. Like, share, subscribe, uh, rate the podcast so other people can find it. Send it out. Copy the link. Send it to people that you think it'll be a blessing to. Join in. Don't just get one of the one of the, the messages on joy. Get the whole series, man. Immerse yourself so that you can really, really, really walk in the joy that God has for you to walk in. Uh, share it with your family. Share it with your children, your loved ones. Let us all walk in this joy because of the might and the strength of our God and all that he's done for us. Listen, don't, don't, um, don't fail 
uh, to be a blessing to us by really sharing this podcast, uh, especially if it's being a blessing to you. Uh, also, let us know how we can be a blessing to you going forward as we seek uh, to really uh, just kind of expand uh, our footprint, uh, our footprint and our reach uh, to our community. We want to make sure that we're being a blessing and we need your help to do that. So uh, let God lead your heart in that. And certainly if God has landed on your heart to be a blessing to a unique life church and our ministry so that we can continue to do things like this, uh, allow him to utilize you and use you uh, well in that. And don't walk away from that joy, man. Walk in that joy of the Lord. He is strong and he is mighty. Uh, again, man, so excited to continue this series with you. We'll get uh, continue it again uh, as we talk a little bit more uh, about making sure that our joy is not rooted in the things around us, but in the truth of God and who he is. And we'll start that on our next podcast. Until then, man, know that I'm thinking about you. Know that I'm praying for you. God bless you. God keep you. And I love you.